Trident Wargaming. Build it, paint it, play it. Hey everyone, welcome back to another Trident Wargaming episode. Uh, that's right, bolt action again. Um, Jason's with me here one more time, as uh, always. Howdy. <laughs> Doing pretty good. Doing good. I'm keeping on, keeping on. Nice. Nice. So, yeah, today we're going to talk a little bit about Bolt Action, the continuation of our scenario campaigning uh, of the Stalingrad book. Um, we were doing Scenario 5, uh, Hill 154.2. Uh, pretty awesome uh, scenario, I would say. Uh, very enjoyable, and we'll uh, we'll definitely get into it. Uh, there's some great little mechanics, I guess, in this game or in this scenario that kind of gave you the feel of um, overwhelming odds on somebody's side. <laughs> no names mentioned. <coughs> Jason. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we'll go through some of that and then pretty much just talk smack you know about each other's armies uh <laughs> <laughs> no it's uh in all in all it's uh it was a good fight it was a good mission uh we'll go through that but first uh as always to the hobby front so i'm gonna ask jason what's going on on his hobby front uh-oh <laughs> i've been whacked jack <laughs> <laughs> so. oh no so, what have you been working on? What have you been doing? Anything? No. You know what? Okay. I, I, I'm going to count this as working on the hobby front. Okay. I've been organizing my hobby area and uh, changing how I'm storing some of my uh, models and armies. So I, and, and, and I cleaned up uh, the table. So, I think that counts as hobby hobby stuff not necessarily models but uh storing them and and all the uh boring minutia of the hobby well i've been I, doing that i mean it's it's good to have a, a an organized area to work in and to, to play in as well and uh and to find out that you have way too much stuff but uh, <laughs> uh i'm no better I yeah. still was, you know, like I'm still going through reorganizing my uh, basement pretty much and workstations with all my stuff. And um, as everybody knows, I have way too much of it. Uh, I'm not <laughs> getting rid of it, so no sales. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's kind of like I get the importance of it. Uh, it, it helps because a lot of times you can sometimes like get overwhelmed mm -hmm. with just how much you might actually have on your workbench where if you have it organized and cleaned up and, um, you know, you have one project that's on your work desk and that's what you concentrate till start to finish, you know, it's, it, it helps, right. To get stuff accomplished. But like myself, I come, I come downstairs and, uh, 
it's, it's just a, a war zone. Essentially, the miniatures are actually crawling out of their own boxes, fighting each other from <laughs> system to system. Um, so, yeah. You know, <laughs> and uh, it's just, it is how it is, right? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a miniature fanatic, so uh, just lots of stuff on the go all the time. New boxes coming in, other boxes going out, minis coming in, you know. Um, you know, this is uh, this is the part of the hobby that is ignored a lot too. Is mm-hmm. the collecting? Yes, it's it's, it's very uh, yeah. Collecting and hoarding is a big thing that's common to many gamers. Oh, for sure it is. I, I know a lot of guys that are the same way. Um, I don't know if it's just that you know plastic crack addiction that everybody keeps talking about, or we just love it so much that we get so much and and also the sheer amount of options that you actually have out there oh yeah you know uh sometimes you go into a store just going to grab a paint and all of a sudden you come back with two boxes of miniatures yeah you know yeah that's how it that's how it goes yeah i i feel it's like a compulsion sometimes because you know maybe some of us have over 20 shermans is Maybe. that too many? Probably. <laughs> Will you ever use them? No. Is no. it cool? Yes. Yeah. You know, I mean, you'll use yeah. them. I mean, we'll we'll have a big old tank battle at some point, but yeah, I think how many? I think I have like twelve halfway painted and three fully, oh, four crazy. fully painted. Yeah, it's it's like that, like. <sighs> just with all the different armies and games that I have too. I mean, I went and bought that Napoleonic British army for that full division. And it's like 350 infantry. Oh, great. What have I done? Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And that, and that's a bad thing. Cause you get, uh, you know, I, I feel like there's a certain fatigue when you see all the boxes it and, can be. uh, you know, if like you feel overwhelmed a little bit, that's why I was trying to, clean up because I haven't been doing that much on the hobby front. Yeah. So I was trying to clean up and then I ordered some uh, paint stands to uh, uh, help organize some of my, yeah, some of my paints. Cause also I hate that, you know, it takes like I pull out, you know, this paint and that paint and this paint and 12 paints. And then I just kind of shove them to the side instead of pointing them in, putting them away. And then, Oh, well I got distracted and now I really need to get this, random little project done so oh, i pull out pull out 12 more paints and then all of a sudden my you know and i already had not enough paint storage for the amount of paints i have and yeah so, so i uh, so so like as we're talking about paint racks and miniatures on the table and stuff uh if you're watching this on youtube you'll see behind me this collection of miniatures that are right here like this is my workbench and there's probably four different systems on there, you know, um, just scattered and some, some of it's piled on each other cause I've been just working to assemble things and then just kind of get pulled one way or another or get something prepped for a picture, you know, um, plus trying to complete some old projects, stuff like that, you know, get, yeah. get new stuff, but it is good. Cause like, <clears throat> you know, I have my paints up top kind of thing. And then um, I've actually gone to the dollar stores that we have here in the city and whatnot, and 
they have these little trays. Let me just pull one out here. Jason can see it. But anyways, they have these little trays like so. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like, uh, I literally put my projects in there, whatever's working on, like I'm working on. Like these are all Lord of the Ring guys that I just finished cleaning up and whatnot, right? Rebasing. Uh. And I just kind of have them organized and slid into this little slot. And when I get to them, I get them. But I also use those things for paints. So like my, my German DAC army, the Africa Corps there, all the paints that I've used are actually going into one of those containers so that if I do jump to a different project in the middle of it, uh, I can go back and be like, oh, okay, these were the colors that I was using and I can go from there, right? So Nice, yeah. So yeah, I have about, I don't know, I have about 10 of those trays and they come in different sizes, but uh, it works, it works. It's it's good to have the organization. Um, it's It's good to have that workstation where it's not going to be a deterrent for you to go and work on something. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and like myself, as of late, I, um, you may have seen pictures last week for, well, for the, uh, Panzer three, um, that was on Instagram and yeah, I just kind of was slowly working on it and there it is right there. Turned out really good. Right. If you're watching it on YouTube and you can check it on Instagram if you want to check it out. But yeah, it was just simple simple colors and simple little techniques with the chipping that I did and threw on some decals, threw on some powder, you know, put the war paint on essentially and, uh, bada bing, bada boom, done. Right. So that was kind of my hobby time for, for this week, essentially. Um, nice. and, then, and then just like assembling, but it was nice cause I had it on my bench that in the 88 and like, I literally tackled both with like the chipping on the edges and stuff. Yeah. So they're done essentially to that point. And then I start adding details and it's like, okay, now I got to do the crew member that's, you know, manning the gun, go and take a reference picture and, and figure out what colors that I got to put on the 88, you know, put the soot at the end of the cannon, just mm-hmm. show that it's been firing kind of thing, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. So. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at for, uh, for a hoppy time minus, you know, ranting off about other projects that's not bolt action. So Sweet. the assembly line, but yeah. So, and you know what? Sometimes you don't get anything done. We have a, uh, we have a friend of ours who went to LVO who played in the horse heresy mm-hmm. and it's been a couple months since he's actually done anything. He just can't get into it right now. He's kind of got like that, uh, you know, writer's block kind of thing where he's just doesn't have the, the energy to really do any, do any of it at the moment. So, but you eventually jump back in, spring back up and, uh, oh yeah. Start moving again. Right. Me, it's a constant thing every week, but there are days where it's like, "Mm, I'm going to go play a video game. You know, so, but yeah, hobby time. Hopefully your guys' hobby times have been really good. Uh, please share with us what you're working on and uh, let us see some of that awesome work that you guys do. Uh, also, if you haven't noticed yet, um, 
We have our Trident Discord has been growing. We got a lot more people in it. Uh, there's also a whole bunch of chat rooms that you can jump into and uh, take advantage advantage of. You know, if you want to hang out, hobby time, post on there. I'm sure there will be people who will jump on, even ourselves. And I think we're planning on hosting some of those uh, hobby nights as well. So cool. Uh, I'll put a link in the uh, description and everything as well. So check that out. So on to the scenario. What did you like best about this scenario, Jason? Uh, that I won. No, I just... <laughs> Ooh, too soon. I just too soon. Zing! Shots fired. What is the score now? 4-1? I think it's 4-1, to one, sir. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to change that, remedy that. I think so. It's it's a pretty cool uh, pretty cool scenario, but uh, besides winning, what did you what did you enjoy about it the most? Like what did you? You know, I really liked the feel, like of running up that hill, like because basically, it, it recap anybody that doesn't know the scenario is that there's three objectives on one side of the table mm-hmm. that Andy uh, the Germans start with. Uh, in control of and uh, and they're worth victory points and the Russians basically have to uh, capture them yeah and not to mention I'm essentially entrenched yeah uh, and in positions yeah. right you start you start as uh, dug in any unit you want can be dug in uh, which is huge doubling the cover save is huge because essentially you count as being down. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, it's, uh, quite, uh, quite difficult to dislodge those guys. So I really had to run across the table. So my favorite thing was the feeling of, and also I had double points. That's how they evened it out is you started with all the defensive, advantages of not really and it worked that way too you didn't take barely any casualties yeah for and you know until the middle of the game even uh but yeah so slogging across the board with my i will say humongous army it was quite well, large two two thousand points of soviet forces on the board <laughs> which are mainly infantry because obviously the game is is built that way and, and also the theater selectors as you can see there was a lot of bodies on your side on the board, and I felt like I didn't have enough guns, right? And um, even being entrenched, even being having the the higher ground and whatnot, like yeah, you know, first first turn, second turn, I plugged away at a few of your squads, and were, was definitely hurting them because like. As for cover, there wasn't really a lot. There was some, but not a super amount of cover. So mm-hmm. it, was, it was either forcing your hand to go down or targeting a unit that's already moved to, to you know, take advantage of that kind of thing, right? Um, but after turn two, that's where it started to get a little spicy, you know, 
Yeah, which was which was good. It gave the way the the way that Jason had had set up the map, and this is why he won. I mean, uh, <laughs> 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 no, just kidding. Um, with the the map, the setup of the table, I should say. Uh, you know, I had the hills on my side, and, and he had it quite well done with the terrain and, and how the hills and whatnot were set up. And as he was getting closer to that, to the hill, to the crest, I guess, of the hill kind of thing, on the bottom slope, I guess, that's where it started to get like, ooh, my line of sight is like blocked now. I can't continuously target those those units, right? So essentially it was like, okay, I started going into ambush, right? And like, yeah. it was like, okay, that's probably the right call. But even still, like you got units over, over the, the slope, right? And like, now you're in my face. Yeah. You know? To and be fair, I had like 120 or so infantry, I think. Oh, you did. There was that. Um, or 105. Maybe it was 105. I can't remember. But it was a lot anyway. There was, there was a lot. You had a lot of little teams too. Um, also, the uh, snipers actually worked worked pretty decent. And um, the tank on the one flank, right? Like, yeah. after you literally one-shotted my tank, which I still think was a mistake taking. Yeah. Right. Too many, too many points sunk into the tank. I could have, you know, I, I could have taken more infantry or maybe I, sh- I should have taken a, a, an AT gun or a howitzer of sorts. Right. And just try to land some hits. Cause there was a lot of open ground. Right. Yeah. Like a, how, a howitzer directly firing. That could have been nasty. That would have, that would have murdered. Right. Except for line of sight. So as long as I didn't clip like, go across my guys then yeah but um but yeah like so essentially in our game you know first two turns i felt i was doing okay um as it got to the third and fourth turn the my left flanks started to really collapse and yeah i was in trouble so i had to shift and at, at the same time the right flank was getting pressured pretty hard right yeah, well, I had popped my. You had your tank on that left flank. Yeah. Deployed, and you moved him out, and then I, I had to. All my units had to run onto the board. So as soon as I saw that, I, that's when I rolled my tank on there. Yeah, it and was kind of. The I got last... lucky. To be fair, I got pretty lucky with that one shot against oh, that for tank. Sure. For sure. And then, and then I was able to roll up there because this tank also had a flamer so yeah but i had nothing uh, against it right essentially i couldn't i didn't have anything to take take it on um like i said that's where i could have taken you know a a cheaper anti-tank gun that was uh oh you uh, could have taken an anti-tank gun and uh you know a a smaller unit of infantry that's what i'm saying or yeah right and like I could have just had that gun dug in. Oh yeah. Big right. time. And that would have been hard to dislodge. They'd have to get up close and personal, yeah. especially with the gun shield and 
so it's harder to kill you too. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a lot of uh, like HG or nothing. Because I had those flamers. No, That's your uh, your Katyusha though did uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> just just made a lot of sounds. That's all made a lot of sound. It was very exciting every time I got to roll for it. So I I still love it actually. Mm-hmm. Even though it did nothing, it accomplished nothing. It was basically just whatever it is, ninety points or something like that of a waste, but. Man, did I feel giddy getting to shoot it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then so I loved watching that and and the feel of it cuz honestly, I was like turn 3 tur- up till turn 4. I was like no way. No way I'm pulling this out. Cuz you you were you were clipping me down. I think one mistake maybe we made was uh is because I thought I thought you were doing the right strategy at first with targeting one unit at a time. Yeah. For the most part, trying to get that victory point. But then I'm wondering if you wouldn't have been better served just throwing pins. Spreading it around. Yeah. Yeah, especially with my low uh, leadership for most of my units. It might have served you better. But then again, I mean, hindsight is... It's in, in, in yeah in my in my head it was like okay I need to try to start getting rid of units right yeah and I and I said that when you were playing I was like oh man like this is the way to go and I, I really believed that but thinking now I'm wondering if you're able to force me because I was really only taking you know one or two tests because you're really focusing yeah fire and so i was taking one or two tests a turn and and maybe if i was taking you know six tests yeah yeah it's uh again i needed more boots on the ground uh that yeah losing the tank would have at least got me another squad for sure with still machine gun fire but like uh, that tank if it was around more than likely I'd be using the machine guns on it compared to the actual cannon, right? Mm-hmm. Like if it was a re- if it was reversed, then it would have been different different game. Like if you lost your tank to that oh, yeah. to my tank, then I'd be able to put a little bit of pressure on you on the one side kind of thing, right? So uh, it it literally could happen could have happened to e- each other, you know, vice versa, which I mean happened to me obviously, but it kind of would have been kind of a same result against each other on that flank. Yeah. Um, and then stalled, right? But no, you you definitely you definitely um brought the right army for it. Like again, there was a lot and you just kept pushing forward. Like you just kept going. You know, the the commissar at the back was yelling through his megaphone with the MMG guy sitting on the side <laughs> ready to gun anybody who retreated, right? Oh yeah. That yeah. kind of thing. Um but yeah, you played played it right. Um and then you had the teams whatever teams you had kind of supporting at the back, you know, worked pretty decently as well. Um minus the catch you show, of course, but that's always multiple launchers are always risks. Yeah. So, uh, and I uh you know, I I did like the list 
as I, I did have a lot of inexperienced infantry, which yeah. is really in theme. Uh, but then I, I had probably close to half of my points in veterans too. So I had a, a pretty solid backup. You know, I had the the fodder, and uh, I had a pretty solid uh, backup, including uh, some assault engineers mm-hmm. with the uh, body armor, which, I, you know, I never tried before. Uh, and at the beginning of the game, I was thinking, what a waste of points these guys are. <laughs> They're barely even moving. Which of course made them not a very big target, and even if they were, they had they do have the extra protection. But, uh, but man, they just kind of slogged up, slogged up, slogged up, and turn four, they were untouched. I don't even think they were shot at because hmm. they weren't up in anybody's face, and instead they came came from behind a couple of other units and. Uh, they popped off. And it, here's the other thing, too. I had some pretty good luck with flamers. I mean, normally I'm pretty notorious for for poor luck with those kind of things. But, man, I had that a flamer in each of these units. I had two of them. And they both popped off to pretty good effect. <laughs> they did. They did. No, felt, but, uh, the, felt the wrath of that. But then that was, I mean, that was part of my strategy too, was knowing that you were allowed to be dug in and that you would take advantage of, uh, you know, uh, the cover and, and whatnot. 100%. That, that uh, I would have to advance. And I barely shot for the, fir- the first, uh, besides the Katushka and and snipers and my tank uh that was it i was just moving guys i, w- I wasn't even rolling dice for <laughs> for the most part yeah yeah no doubt it was uh intense game fun it's definitely a fun well, game well what was your favorite uh point on that game the moment that your unit started coming over the ridge, like the, the, the slope mm-hmm. and just being able to like light those units up with the ambushes. Oh yeah. That right? hurt. And like being able to maneuver my German units kind of in closer contact with each other in order to like take advantage of you men snap to action and, yeah. and you know, the, ambushes and like just the just the tactical awareness of both sides of what we needed to do in order to deal with each other right because yeah. there, there was one term one turn where we were like going back and forth where it was essentially like okay this unit is going to trigger that that unit's going to go into this into ambush I need this unit to activate, to trigger so that I can get this veteran unit in to assault, you know, but I need, but I have, but I have another unit that's at the back that's, you know, ambushed, throw some pins on that unit so that if you do activate the charge, maybe you fail. There was just that tactical, 
uh, decision making between both of us in that <laughs> on the right side of the board when things started getting really close and spicy, right? Yeah. And it was super awesome to see it happen in game and, and to see that effect and to even like imagine, you know, the sheer amount of courage that it would take or insanity to take to rush that ridge, you know, yelling, you know, coming over the ridge and charging oh, yeah. a fixed line, defense line that's like ready to open fire, you know, grenades being chucked, all that kind of thing. Um, but to see it on the tabletop and then just, you know, we noticed each other just definitely thinking about the action. Oh, yeah. And uh, I would have to say that was like, favorite part of the game for sure right there um nice. yeah, it was really cinematic for sure yeah yeah it was um and and that's the, some of the best things about these scenarios in the games is you know um on a weekly basis we go and we go and play you know drop in nights and we go play games um a lot of times you don't get that kind of feel or that kind of experience until you actually play like some of these scenarios, right? And you, and you set it up and that's the great thing about historicals and like bolt action is you set these scenarios up and things like this happen and you actually yeah, see yeah. it. You actually get the picture, right? Um, well, that gives you, gives you context for the game, right? hundred percent. So, you know, uh, you get a lot stories, more, right? A lot more buy-in with it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I and you know every time we talk about it, I'm always like, "Oh, I love it! I really do." These scenarios, I mean, to me, it's like uh, you know, as much as I and I really do like you know pickup games and stuff too. Yeah, but it's like uh, little league, and then <laughs> and then you get to go play like uh, you know you got invited to play in a you know NHL alumni game or something. Yeah. You know, like it's, uh, I'm not saying we're professionals, but it feels like a different league. Like it feels. It's, it's different. It feels better. It feel, I don't know why, but it does. It, it, it's just, uh, you know, instead of, uh, you know, and, it, and, I, and I'm not belittling pickup games at all, but you got the, you don't have time to put in, you know, it's just a, you make a generic list. Because you're trying to play a generic game and you're to have fun with everybody. Yeah, I right? I, I do like I, and I totally understand what you're saying. Um, as as much fun as pickup games are, you know the, the Wednesday nights that we drop in, everybody's hanging out, hooting and hollering, and you know the uh, the uh, the, the turn foghorn goes off every once in a while when Jason's around. You know. Oh yeah. Exactly. As, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's cool to hang out with everybody, chit chat with everybody. But essentially when you make plans to do these scenarios and sometimes you create, you know, you're creating the terrain or you're creating the board and you have all that stuff that you can use that you don't get to use as often mm -hmm. and then actually play it out. Like it's a whole other experience and it's super fun, super thematic. You know, we, we spend a good, afternoon you know midday to afternoon sometimes a little late into the evening um 
playing these scenarios and like we can actually firmly say that, you know, we, we get through them. They're, you have, it's a longer gaming time, but it's hella fun, you know? Yeah. And, uh, just the end result of it, being able to even talk here with you guys or talk with community about it and stuff and just saying how, how fun it is. And it's like, the crazy thing is there's so many more books out there that you can Yeah, play. this is just one. Right. And like, we've been doing this for a while, but we've only recently jumped back on, on top of it. Right. Cause we were like, yeah, we gotta, let's do this. Right. Let's, let's get through it. Let's, let's have some fun with it. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you can, you can involve a whole bunch of bunch, a bunch of different people playing the scenarios, which is pretty cool too. Right. Totally. And really where it started was, Hey, we both have Russian and German armies. We yes. can make this. I happen to be working on terrain that's appropriate for this book. We could just do it. Yep. And we are. So, yep. And, I, and I'm stoked. I, Every game has been one of the most memorable games you know, that I've played. Like they, they really they stick in my head. So nice. You know, it's uh, it's really fun, and the narrative aspect that the scenarios add to, I think it adds to that sticking in the head. It's like uh, anybody that plays D anD D can tell you a hundred stories about games they've played. Uh, as if they're living memories, you know, like, uh, remember that time I, whatever, did this and that to a troll or whatever the case may be. And they're not telling you, remember, there was this time that my character did something, you know, and so these are, you know, oh man, remember that time I sent my troops across the bridge and they got bombarded and stuck there for, you know, four turns or whatever. You know, yeah, so, uh, exactly. yeah, and it's, as, and again, as much as I love pickup games, those uh, kind of moments are very rare in, in those games because it's, again, it's more about just kind of a generic list you made up for fun, playing with, you know, rando dudes and buddies and mm-hmm. and playing, you know, to get the game done in a certain amount of time. And we kind of don't have the time constraints with these as much. We we don't have as many scenery constraints. We can build this list to be themed to fight against each other according to the scenarios and uh, and what selectors they allow you to use. Yep. And uh, some of the selectors themselves are, are really fun to use in these scenarios, but don't really work in a pickup game. Either they would be just beat into the ground because they don't work against other you know, maybe more modern uh, list, or or they would be the opposite. They would just, well, that seems unfair that you get three of this choice, <laughs> you know, or whatever, right? So, true. It's fun using those too. So I'm, I love these uh, scenarios. I'm stoked for the next one. Yeah, and that's that's the other thing that came to mind too is seeing the theater selectors being used in drop-in nights and stuff, you know, you, you get to see the rules behind some of these, uh, theater selectors, but 
when you see the theater selectors being used in the appropriate scenarios against what they've been designed essentially to to be put up up against mm -hmm. i find that there is quite a good flow between the two armies right? yeah and then the nice thing is no i don't have all the options at my fingertips i have oh, exactly. this is this is what i'm selecting this is these are the decisions that i need to make um with what i have available right and yeah it's like okay okay i don't i don't have a tiger tank that i can put on the board that's not allowed i don't have assault rifles i don't have panzer shreks you know like just yeah. as examples right um you know stuff like that oh you can't take veterans oh okay so if you're playing these scenarios and you always play as veterans on dropping nights well you're you're gonna see a difference you're gonna you get a alert you know learning curve 100 percent. so i do like that about these it lets us there's that and then there's also the one thing that i find with dropping nights that that th the thing that gets missed and it can always be included it just it's kind of um uh, people kind of just miss it is a lot of these optional special rules, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. um, using them in games and stuff, you know, just to see how they play. It's, it makes it pretty interesting. And these scenarios, yeah. the scenarios that do have them, like it's very fitting for, for the design of the scenarios and like being dug in did not seem that powerful um, at that state of the game where, you know, Jason's Soviet forces doubled my forces, but I think something like that is needed because if we were just playing a thousand, a thousand and I was dug in, I don't think you would have a chance. No, I'd be murdered. There's no way. Right. So seeing these rules in action where the scenarios are, are, you know, it's based on the scenarios and the theme and the actual idea around the mission. It's a pretty cool experience, you know, mm -hmm. and, and can't wait to try some of these other ones as, as we go through. So, so yeah, like even our, our going forward here onto the next mission, um, essentially is. It's scenario six, the, uh, rail station number one. Uh, so this one's actually like, this one's fought on a smaller size table. Yeah. Right. And it's a four by four, I believe. Um, so there's night fighting in this one. Yeah. The first two turns are fought at night. Yeah. So, uh, that'll be, uh. That'll be interesting. It will really restrict uh, longer range weapons. Mm -hmm. Tanks won't be knocked out on the first turn in this game. Yeah. If there are tanks, I didn't even know. Uh, yeah, it's first, this first, uh, first two turns. Yeah, it's the first two turns, yeah. Yeah, so, and then, like, for forces, the German forces uh, get to use the uh, Rattenkrieg theater selector. And then you get to use the not, um, 
Not a step, step back. back. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we just uh, get to go through that. All right, just had a uh, emergency alert on <laughs> the camera there. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this mission should be interesting. There's not much else for special rules except for the night fighting, but it's going to be a very close quarter battle by the looks of it. Um, yeah. A cool thing is we have, uh, we do have terrain that's suited for this as we just recently uh, made some train tracks and have some train cars and um, buildings we that we have that are fitted to this the scenario as well so um that should be fun the uh theater selectors though I don't, that's what i was going to look at 147 the Rattenkrieg is your uh rat army or yeah. rat war yeah exactly so uh let's see what does it look like infantry infantry pioneer squads um the usual, you know, mortars, flamethrowers, snipers, anti-tank teams, a uh, couple of artillery, armored cars, up to Panzer IVs. Okay, so special rules. So this one, you have an assault gun support, so infantry forces tasked with capturing Stalingrad were backed up with several battalions of Stug G assault guns. Uh, so representability of these armored infantry supports two can be chosen in any configuration to take up a tank slot. Oh, so, two stuck G's probably not in a thousand points. <laughs> yeah, no, not, uh, sorry, just stug. Um, so you can use, uh, B, C, D, E, or F. So, mm. yeah. But, um, yeah, as for point-wise for the game, uh, essentially, looks like we just kind of agree on the same amount of points, equal points for each other. Yeah. And then yourself, you get not a step back. 137, what's that? What do we got for that? It's, we've played it before. I uh, can upgrade uh, some of the units to be fanatics at three points a model or yep. any unit. No transports. Uh, off map battery. That's the one where you get the second artillery strike mm -hmm. with the uh, with the uh, artillery observer. Yep. Ooh, and this one allows the uh, sniper detachment, and uh, I can't even say it. Zykata team, the uh, that's that uh, fancy sniper squad, which oh, I've really discovered right. that uh, having more than one sniper rifle makes my snipers twice as effective. <laughs> <laughs> True enough. Some anti tank teams. Uh, which are pretty handy. I really haven't used uh, the tank hunter anti-tank teams 
with their, uh, you know, uh, in regular pickup games. But I think in Stalingrad, heavy, dense terrain might be uh, a handy choice. You might be able to maneuver them enough to get around to where you need them. Yeah. So sticky bomb, yo, a butt. Should be should be interesting. Uh, what's, there's like what six turns. Um, Soviet player does not deploy any units prior to the start of the game. Um, outflanking is not allowed in this scenario. And then like Germans, pretty much, I set up one quarter of my units rounding down. Um, in the rail station. Yeah, in the rail station. So essentially, what do we have here? Three points for whoever controls the rail station. And then one point for enemy destroyed. Yeah, that's about it for victory points. So it's going to be a meat grinder. Definitely. Oh, yeah. So that's good. Be uh, Probably be a quick quick and feisty fight considering it's only four by four gaming surface for this one. So, yeah, I think once we get up close and personal, mm -hmm. I mean, here's the thing too, all the dense terrain in a, in a city fight really forces assaults a lot more than they're ever used in pickup games because they're yes. risky propositions. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Hmm. Well, it should be a good game. Uh, definitely gonna spend, I think, a little bit more time on the army list. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. But uh, excited to do this one. We'll obviously plan it out and and try to get some pictures and and whatnot of it to share with you guys as well. Excellent. So, yeah, scenario six, rail station. If you guys have played this one or experienced it, let us know as well. We'd love to hear your stories. Uh, we'll have our own to tell you in a little bit, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fun. So Yeah, this might be the one that Andy turns it around on me. I hope so, but never know. <laughs> so, and of course, there's a whole bunch of other... Uh, scenarios that are coming up as well so uh, be on the lookout for that kind of stuff um, and uh, also for just a little segment here as we close the episode as well um, so for future trident wargaming uh, bolt action events right now uh, currently there are plans for a October event that uh, I will be hosting. Um, so what the idea behind it is, uh, is I'm going to try to be doing a push on uh, an actual uh, D-Day event. Uh, it'll be kind of a larger scale, uh, multi-team with player, like multi-players on each team. Um, trying to recreate the some of the invasion and whatnot. As um, I've mentioned it before, uh, now it's kind of to take action on it. 
uh, get everything kind of prepped and ready. I have a few months uh, to do it. And um, I think it's going to be really fun. I know Jason's going to be helping me out here with it. And also Chris, who's been on the podcast as well. So uh, be prepared for that. I'll definitely be looking for, you know, ally and access players and um, just getting terrain ready. Uh, so you'll probably see a lot of pictures like of stuff that's getting built, um, which I'll be working on after this weekend, essentially, coming up. Sweet. So um, we already have some terrain for it that I was already in the process of making. So, you know, a lot of bunkers and whatnot and craters and, and that kind of stuff. You know, 3D printers are beautiful for that. So uh, homemade stuff as well. Um, but yeah, it should be, should be good. The idea is essentially to, you know, have this battle with like ongoing reserves coming on, on the board, uh, for like the ally side and the Germans are trying to, you know, of course, hold out and defend, uh, the assault. Um, and I just, it'd be nice to see just how it kind of plays out. Uh, I know we're going to be doing some testing. Um, so we got some, a little bit of a think tank starting to go about it and uh, we'll probably do some trial runs. And the beautiful thing is, and I, I've mentioned this to Jason before too, is, is the last mission we did with the Hills kind of felt, kind of felt like a little bit of a precursor to designing something like this, or there's a good chance it's already in the books, right? Um, so a little, yeah. little bit, little bit D-Day. Yeah. So, um, be nice to do. Uh, I believe I'll probably have anywhere from eight to 10 players for it. Um, so it, it'll be good. It'll be a, a one day event. Um, and of course we'll have some chow there and, and there's of course the bar and everything too at the place that we usually do it. Uh, so keep, keep a lookout for that and, um, I'll be end up, end up getting, uh, eventually a player's pack up sooner rather than later, just so people are aware of, of it and, and what's going on with it. And then of course I'll continuously update things for it. So I think it'll be really exciting. Uh, I know the community really loves those kind of events. So I know Jason likes those events too. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's where, uh, that's where a lot of the war stories will come to, right? And the excitement, uh, we have had, I think, you know, to be quite honest about things ever since we've been doing bolt action and we've had any kind of hosted event. Like they've all been really good. Mm -hmm. Right. Like everybody's had tons of fun with it. It's very relaxed. A lot of people laughing, hooting and hollering, enjoying it. You know, um, there's been some pretty good and decent, uh, event prizes and stuff as well. But for the majority of it, most of it, like everybody's had a really good time. So, uh, you know, I, I gotta say props to the, uh, bolt action community here in Edmonton. Uh, and, uh, you know, thanks for being a, a, such a great gaming group, of course. So hopefully, 
it's the same kind of mentality with a lot of other bolt action groups out there, uh, you know, even historical groups. So, and I think that's where a lot of the fun is, right? Is, uh, people just enjoy, um, playing those games, rolling those dice and letting happen what happens essentially in the games, you know? Yeah, man. So, but, uh, with that spiel, anything else you want to add, Jason? That's, uh, that's, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. <laughs> I think, uh, that's it. Oh, you know what? But I do blood red skies has a new book coming out that I'm stoked for. Mm, excellent. Uh, that's, uh, I mean, you know, it's not really a thing, but it's a thing. Yeah. Uh, wing Compander compendium. Nice. Uh, I'm excited. It's supposed to have a campaign uh, thing in it. And I'm going to rope Andy into uh, playing that with me. So yep. maybe we'll have a Blood Red Skies campaign. I'm just telling you about this now, Andy, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just put that on my chart. Um, yeah, no, for sure. We can, we'll definitely do that. And, uh, that would actually be good for, uh, some other content as well in the bolt action realm of World War II, Blood Red Skies. I'm sure you guys would enjoy that kind of stuff as well. Uh, it's a wicked game. I, I quite enjoy it. It's fast, it's quick, uh, and quite enjoyable. So check it out if yeah. you haven't already. Um, it's fun for sure. It's very, uh, beer and pretzely. Yep. But, uh, just, just crunchy enough, yeah. To to keep it interesting, uh, but yeah, really r- relaxed also. Yeah, hundred percent. So awesome! So for all you out there checking us out, listening, maybe it's your first time, maybe been a long time follower. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And check out our socials. Check out our pictures. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff, you know, Podbean, anywhere that you're essentially getting the podcast from. Uh, we're always sharing stuff on a weekly, daily basis, essentially. Uh, not only bolt action, we do have heresy and 40k as well. And then of course, any other little, uh, systems that kind of incorporate, you know, within those branches, um, and uh, you'll see a lot more stuff happening with us. You'll probably see a lot more like posting for events also happening. So if you like what you see, you know, let us know. If you got ideas or something you might want to hear about or see, let us know. Um, again, thank you for tuning in and keep chucking those dice and we'll catch you guys next time. Bye.